Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go to There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 105, season 6, episode 2, entitled Idiots Are People 2, originally airing January 19th, 2012. Dave, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After Tracy gets into trouble for asking why gay people don't just want to stare at their dicks all day, Liz Lemon has to go into damage control and write him an apology so that uh, so that TGS isn't taken down in the publicity storm. Meanwhile, now that Jack has discovered that Liz has a secret boyfriend, she quickly learns that she doesn't approve of him, and after he gets in her head, she reverts to typical Liz Lemon fashion and wonders if she's doing the right thing. And finally... Jenna needs a replacement bulb in her dressing room, but but because Subas is boycotting his duties due to Tracy's comments, she and Ken go on a journey to get a new bulb. They go down a rabbit hole of trying to cover up their crime. Yeah, man, they could have cut that Jenna and Kenneth story and the world would have been a better place for it. It has some funny lines and references. I mean, it has, yeah, it's got moments, but uh, just... It does feel a little superfluous to the rest of the It just seems so pulled, like, stretched out. Yeah, kind of just like a C plot they had in mind, so they plugged it in in an episode mm-hmm. where they needed. They something. had room to add something. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Because I mean, there's nothing in here that uh, is tied to anything else. Like I don't think Jenna and Liz even interact once in this episode. Yeah, I think they just don't right. need to. Um, it is really brief. Yeah, but the other the other stories are fun too. Um, I mean, it, it is weird that they hid. Liz's boyfriend last episode so it could have been anybody and then they just kind of like nonchalantly just show him here like they, there's no build up to it was it. a quick cliffhanger I mean it was like a really quick reveal of like oh it's James Marsden and he's just crashing on her couch like it wasn't like I feel like they could have built up the whole episode of you know just missing him or he's always just off camera and then it's revealed who he is but then again maybe that not to insult James Marsden maybe that would Build James Marsden up a bit too much that when it is revealed that it's him, people would be like, "Who?" Or we've had Matt you know? Damon. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Matt Damon is, I think, a far more. I don't know. I don't want to. Again, I don't want to insult James Marsden, but I just feel like he doesn't have the same star power. So I guess it, it, for this, it is just sort of better as a band aid. Just rip it off quickly and reveal who he is. It's like a band aid. Rip it off quickly. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. You no, I, you don't rip it off slowly. No, no, no. I know that, but the way, but comparing. The casting of James Martin to ripping to ripping a bandaid off to reveal him like I don't know it makes it sound like it's a bad thing. That that's your interpretation. That's your mindset. Well, not ripping mine. off a bandaid hurts. Does it though? Yes, that's, no, it's that's why you're supposed to rip it off quickly instead of slowly. Right, so it's not. It doesn't hurt as much because if you rip it off slower, it hurts more. Right. If you rip it off quickly, it's a it's more of hurt, but it's right, quickly so contained. It's, okay, we're not. My analogy was good. You made it weird. Uh, and then, um, oh yeah, and then obviously the Tracy storyline. The one thing I noticed, the gays, up, the gays gave up really quickly. Like, they were out there. Well, he apologized. Did he, though? Well, he didn't. Liz Lemon apologized and it wasn't, like, on his behalf. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they gave up too quickly. Which well, is they not, had to get to the main plot, which was the idiot protest. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fun, and, and it, it's 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 bigger in the next episode, if I remember correctly. There's a lot more going on with that. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on idiots? Idiot, idiots are people too. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I'd say solid, like not super amazing, but solid. Like it's interesting because when I think of like Tina Fey using her shows to address quote unquote cancel culture, like I think of her generally being a lot more defensive and unreasonable so this one is like a fairly reasonable take wherein like Tracy has said something dumb like apologize and move on as opposed to because like we've talked about it before but that that infamous god awful Kimmy Schmidt episode where basically her response to people like critiquing her use of race on her shows is to say I don't know basically to not take it seriously say that they you know that their point is completely irrelevant and stupid and you know what was it the, the the climax of that episode is titus like sings a song basically in yellow face and because he sings so well all of the criticism vanishes or whatever so yeah it's like usually i well just 
point is she, it seems like she's usually very defensive and this is like just more like a straightforward you know the joke is on tracy for being an idiot and that's where the humor comes from yeah well i guess, i mean this was also a really hot bed time for a lot of gay rights too so you definitely don't want to be on the side of telling gay people or anyone that's being discriminated to just get over it and move past it and that quote unquote it's just a joke so I think she definitely handled the situation well but I also thinking like because of like the current climate which I don't want to exaggerate too much but like obviously cancel culture is very big right now or at least seemingly it is very big Um, and you know people have lost shows or have lost you know contracts or whatever because of things they say they say slash said on twitter or say in stand up or whatever that if i think if this episode were made today it would be get tracy off the show not you know just we're going to boycott your show it's like get him off the show and get and never have him on kind of thing like the yeah. story would be a little bit different yeah that's true um so yeah feeling it's a little bit lazy and like old timey I mean not that 10 years ago is that old timey but kind of is in a way like yeah. the stereotype of like when Liz like f- go basically walks by the mm-hmm. the protesters like it's just like a bunch of like super stereotypical like which I think is fine like I mean I'm definitely not going to be the one to criticize like people for presenting as really feminine or being whatever because mm-hmm. I mean do whatever you want but it's like everyone in the crowd is like very like stereotype and like she asked them how her what her hat right, or whatever this or off, something which, is, which yeah. is just like it's a little bit lazy and hacky right they're all there. caricatures yeah which i mean founded on some sort of yeah truth yeah it just feels a little still dating. yeah it's like it's just we're still doing these jokes in 2012 like yeah yeah no i i, I totally agree um with that sentiment but uh I still think like it was great that they did address the situation because they easily they easily could have just glossed it over or made it a little bit more of like a a subtle nod to it. But the fact yeah. that they straight up called it out and said like, hey, you know, it's not okay to make fun of your gay co or any co any coworkers, much less making it very specifically that he made fun of gay people and that they called him out, even though Liz Lemon outing the coworkers not okay. You know, maybe don't That's do that. True. I didn't even like, think that, but you're right. Yeah, not a good look on you, Liz. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a dated it's a dated episode in the in the fact that how they handled the situation. But it was also I can't think of another show that would do something like that outside of like a Will and Grace or like oh, many other non-gay friendly shows at the time would have handled it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there, there was other representation going on at this time that, I mean, Willing Race is off the air at this time, but I mean, there weren't many shows that I think would address the subject matter as well as 30 Rock did given the time. I don't know, I'm trying to think of... Because when was that Grey's Anatomy incident with one of the actors? Oh, Isaiah Washington, yeah. too, right? Um, that... I think that was well before this, but I mean, I he, he lost remember. his job because yeah. of it. So. Well, I mean, that was... Wasn't he, like, straight up, like, saying threatening things? It wasn't yeah. It wasn't just, like, he made, like, a comment or something yeah. that was, like, you know, uh, mean or right. prejudiced or whatever in the media. It was, like, I think it was, like, a... Like, to, like, to the person. Yeah. Like, on set. Which, it's, it's a different situation, but still... And I'm sure Grey's Anatomy wrote a story about that i don't know oh i have no idea i'm well, sure they would have handled that in some way i, mean, I don't i mean uh i, I don't honestly know, have no idea if i guess if, if there was i didn't ever hear about it but i didn't i don't watch that show and i haven't never have so i yeah don't but know, i mean I it feels like something you could easily write into a small storyline for a couple of characters or something i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah, i don't know i don't know another show that would have handled this subject matter around this time happy endings didn't, but it could have. No, but it could have. That was, that, that was a couple. It might have been a couple years after this. I don't know. This was twenty eleven. So yeah, Happy Endings was twenty thirteen. I think it was something somewhere around that time. Let's. See. Uh, it, might been, it might have been wrapping up around this time. Happy Endings ran twenty eleven hmm. to twenty thirteen. Yeah. So it actually just started. It started in April twenty eleven. So oh, it just okay. Not long after this episode came out, then. That was a good representation of the gay character. Yeah. And when it was different, it was like, I mean, well, I I don't want to say it was the first, like, 
non-stereotypical sitcom because I think in Will and Grace the Will character is is presented as more like quote unquote masculine or whatever yeah. but I mean for a I guess for a sitcom that wasn't highly organized around LGBT characters storylines he was a main character but like it wasn't like like I don't know I, I think you could call Will and Grace like an LGBT show you wouldn't call Happy Endings an LGBT show and so like for that kind of show having a having a non-stereotypical representation yeah. was like that, that was, was one of the earlier ones to do that sloppy like i mean gay characters at, at the time and before were always presented very neat and very clean yeah. which again is fine i mean there are obviously plenty yeah, of people I, like that yeah, so no. i i definitely don't want to go in the opposite and like do any criticism or shaming of like no whatever. absolutely not but, but i, mean, I, I, I think it's important rough. to point yeah. that up though because i feel like we get a lot of ways of saying why do they have to act like that why they can't they just be normal you know what i mean so right, it's like because normal is completely yeah irrelevant. so like it, it, it's 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 good to have non-stereotypical representations but i also just want to not right but it was refreshing it was yeah. refreshing to see a gay character presented in that way rather than yeah. just you know always walking into the room very flamboyantly and you know yeah with always a, always a quip i mean just all the stereotypes that we've had for the last two decades of a gay character in a sitcom were kind of have been limited more or not limited but have been reduced more and more and have just been set as the the character uh, it just it's not a huge trope anymore. Which yeah, is I mean, I feel like it's become pretty normalized. Like the the flight attendant, which was is the new show on HBO Max with um, Kelly Cuoco. Like in that show, her brother like is gay and like married and like has children. And it's like it, it's it's. Compl- I mean, I guess it's glossed over in terms of being anything very different. Like it's literally like he's treated as if just like the brother who has a spouse and has children like but other than that like it's just organically part of the plot like there's mm-hmm. no it's it, you know there, there's no special attention really drawn to it or anything so it's like it's kind of yeah i guess we're kind of getting to the point now where things are just i don't know part of the plot like you would see a heterosexual or whatever relationship years back and it's mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's, it's treated in the same manner and not not pointed out or like not pointed out in or it's a, not a very special episode exactly not it's, very, yeah, like, it's not pointed it's out part of the yeah plot. It's, it's not pointed out in a way that like creates conflict for him in the plot because of that and it's not pointed out in a way that's like drawing special attention to like oh look what we're doing you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like literally just a straightforward shit's creek did a really uh fun twist on the the reveal or the coming out story i think it was season five when um when Patrick's parents are invited to the town and Mm -hmm. Johnny reveals that he and David are in a relationship, but the parents didn't know they were in a relationship. And so the whole episode it's being built, like they didn't know that he was gay or at least that he was in a relationship. So like when David has to talk to them and it's just like, he's like, I just want you to know he's no different. There's nothing wrong with, and they're like, Oh no, we're not. We we're so happy that he's out and he's able to be, we're just worried. Like, did we, you know, did we do something wrong like did we and it wasn't like they weren't like did we do something wrong to make him this way did we do something wrong the reason he didn't want to tell us like right. that he kept it from us so it was yeah. just like oh it was a nice like twist on the the coming out story of yeah he's not afraid to, well i mean he he was afraid to tell them because obviously persecution and people have been kicked out of their families and things like that but like it was a fun twist on the story of uh of, uh, of that whole idea so yeah, writing is getting better for <laughs> gay characters because they're actually getting in the writing room and they're actually being able to tell their stories rather than straight people telling passing stories or anecdotes. Anyway. Although, I don't know, I feel like it's notable that all the things we talk about also have like literally all been white gays. So like there's still room That's to go true, with... Yeah. I mean, I, actually Grey's Anatomy I think is an example of a show that has had plenty of LGBT mm-hmm. like representation across like yeah. different race as well yeah, but that's ignorance on our part. in in large though like it's very telling that like you know we didn't yeah i mean i'm sure there are i guess there aren't as many examples out there as there could be and should mm-hmm. be and like i guess probably will be in the future but there's just yeah. there. so i mean i guess yes there's been a lot of progress at the same time like clearly there's uh more <laughs> yeah what was uh, was moonlighting is that African American? Moonlight the movie, yeah. Moonlight, yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. Moonlighting is, Moonlighting is an old sitcom, or, right? Or, no, that's Moon, Moonstruck is the old shared movie. Moonlighting, is a Moonlighting, Moonlighting isn't that is... the. Wait, is that a soap or a sitcom? Is that the one with. What's yeah, the Jackie? That was the one with Civil Shepard and. Oh, right. Uh, Bruce Willis, right? 
Uh, yeah, I was thinking Honeymooners is the Jackie Gleason. Oh, yeah, one. Honeymooners is Jackie Gleason. <laughs> so, right, yes, but Moonlight, yeah, I think you're right about um, that's Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, but, right, I mean, like, but, I mean but, right, but I mean, but, well, yes, that's true, that was a good representation, but, but like, it was still, that's like, a movie. When was the last so, time before that there was another african-american homosexual or lgbt movie or something you know like, well i mean logo had i think noah's argo was called like that was a series that ran for a few years like a little while ago so i mean there's definitely there are, there are examples and yeah. i think i think shows here and there like i haven't watched l word but i feel like it's the, not all like when you were watching uh was it drag not drag uh it's like one it's like a one word title Oh, Pose? Pose. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. actually, that's really true. That is, yeah, that is a, it's but all I mean, about. But a lot of these shows we're also referencing, or movies that we're referencing, have come out in the last five years. So it's like, yeah, it's but still no, but, relatively new that a lot of this yeah. discussion and a lot of these stories are being told, which is great. Because, I mean, in, in 10, 15 years, there's just going to be so many that it's going to be just a, 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 a library to, to pull from. But it still is like. I know for me growing up, there was not really much representation on TV. Yeah. I mean, Will and Grace was probably one of the more fantastical in, in a lot of aspects, but still was one of the better representations. And even still, it was full of stereotypes. And then if it, if it wasn't that, it was just the very stereotypical flamboyant gay was just a joke. It was just the side joke character always making little quips and making little jokes and yeah. being sassy. Like, that was just the go-to joke because it was just so easy. Yeah. And well, Pose no, Pose is definitely an excellent show, but it's also like I'd say, say like about the community though. Mm-hmm. Like so, is I guess so that's starting to get to the point where we're getting mainstream and like very, I don't know, realistic and honest representation. But I guess we still get to the point where, like I was saying before, like organic representation on shows I wouldn't call like community LGBT community focused, like because Pose is very much about like trans people mm-hmm. and gay people like in new york in the basically the end of the AIDS era the late 80s 90s like the whole ball scene paired the you know basically the documentary paris is burning like about the people who created that scene um but yeah i guess that's so there i you know there's still more room in putting getting those kinds of characters into just general you know like blockbusters mm-hmm. and you know, mainstream sitcoms and dramas that are, and I mean, again, like I, I, I guess Orange is the new Black. <clears throat> that's also true. Some good representation yeah. there too. That's true. That is a good example. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't call that. There, I'd say there were a lot of LGBT characters on that show, but you're right. I wouldn't. Yeah, call, I would but I wouldn't call, call it LGBT interest or genre. Yeah, I would just say it has LGBT yeah. themes and yeah. uh, content. Although I was, I always thought the Laura Prepon and the. Um, I can't think Taylor of Schilling, I think. I always thought their relationship really was kind of forced to be risque rather than felt genuine, if that makes sense. Yeah. I felt it was played to be like, ooh, lesbian lovers, or at least bisexual lovers, but it was just like it didn't feel sincere, whereas a lot of other relationships on there felt like genuine. I don't know. Yeah. That was, so. yeah, that, well, I mean, that was based on memoir in, um, like, in real life, that the woman Piper Kerman, I think his name, the woman who wrote the memoir, like really did have a relationship with that woman. Like, but it was before she was in jail. Like, it's and I read the memoir. Like, but it was, I mean, it was a long time before the show even came out, so I can't remember the details. But I feel like when they were in jail, they they didn't really have a relationship or anything. So that was that was all dramatized. Um, Which I mean, that's to be expected. It is a yeah. TV show, and you kind of want to. It's and it was a drama, so it makes sense. But and I'm not saying that. I don't want to excuse or, or, or not excuse, but not. Um, I don't want to say she was that. Well, no, I guess for the TV sake, it doesn't really matter because who are you offending? But I mean, the fact that it's felt in disingenuous makes it just seem like it was done for TV rather than actual representation or anything. I don't know. Yeah, and actually, I important thing I even bring up is when we were talking about when we said it's a lot of, you know, the more race representation I didn't even think about well obviously women too which I feel like it's getting better like I feel like something I'm seeing a lot on shows more recently is the, a best friend or like a close business associate of the main character who's a woman like who's a business manager or something who is a lesbian like I've seen that happen a lot hmm. so I, I, I think that a positive trend too because it, it's basically like you know 
they're yeah like they're basically the best friend or whatever a close relationship to the main character who is a woman who is a lesbian so i i've i've actually been seeing that i feel like quite a bit lately especially the bird did it really well oh yeah that had had a couple of yeah yeah, with the young daughter and then also they had like uh constance's character i can't think of her name uh jessica jessica like her her hangout spot was the lesbian bar which that's right yeah i mean it was but it was very low-key like yeah i mean there was still kind of if you looked at some of the way the ladies dress, it was kind of stereotypical. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I, if you go to a if you go to a lesbian bar, like, there's probably some people who would be. Yeah, I mean, dressed in right. kind of a masculine butch right. butch yeah. way. But yeah, I mean, you're right. God, speaking of fresh off the boat, I, the funniest thing ever is the time when fresh off the boat got renewed and Constance <laughs> Wu like <laughs> just put fuck on her yeah. Instagram. She didn't want to get renewed. <laughs> <laughs> and then it only went for one more season, so she got her dream. Oh my god, that was so yeah. That's, that's really the hilarious thing. That's so funny. Which, to be fair, like from her perspective, like she that was after um, Crazy Rich Asians, so mm-hmm. like I mean, she was starting she was to get more movie off. options and stuff. So, yes, yeah, so she's ready to move on, but it's just like that's sort of thing, like you just like yell at your assistant. I feel like right. not post on Instagram. Well, also like it would be super just funny that she does that. The show gets canceled, and then she gets nothing else after it. Then so then she's like fuck again because right. it's like well I ruined all my good uh, faith I guess because no one wants to hire me and I have no jobs now yeah I mean uh, it would be kind of comical I guess yeah. I don't know I guess kind the pandemic's kind of thrown up so it's like, I would say she kind of I mean she did Hustlers which was after that and like also a movie that was pretty successful but I was I was gonna say she hasn't done much since then but also like she's probably been in production on stuff that just mm-hmm. hasn't been able to come out because of COVID so. did you see that thing the Hollywood Reporter put out today about did Parasite open the door for quote unquote odd films? Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Did they watch the movie? It's not odd. Well, I mean, uh, it's different, but, but it's not odd. No, you're right. But I think if you, if you probably for theme in the perspective of like a mainstream moviegoer who doesn't watch a lot of like foreign Old films boys, or outside, odd. Parasite's not odd. Yeah, but I don't know, like. I, I get. Yes, what I saying. agree. But like, like on the surface level, I get what they're saying. But, like, I don't know, I just feel like if you watch Parasite, like, it's not odd. It's just different. And right. I, it's almost like there feels like there's a little bit of a f- foreigner tinge to it of, like, oh, it's odd because it's not from America. Because it's like, well, no, because I feel like that that movie was easy to understand regardless if you were watching it subtitled or not. That's like, true, but it was subversive in a way that I don't know a lot of, like, American Especially, like, studio, American studio movies are. You know what I mean? Like, if you're someone who, like, mostly watches, like, you know, blockbusters and Marvel movies oh, and yeah, horror no, movies. Like, like, like if you watch people. Parasite because it won Best Picture, then then you might, you know what I mean? Like, that would be a different yeah. film. And I mean, but because you say, that was a mainstream success. Out? Would you consider Get Out odd or Us odd? Like, I mean, they were different. But yeah, the that's time, true. Like, I guess, I, no, no, that's true, but they're, yeah, that, no, that's true. Like, I guess horror... I guess in a way, like if any sort of horror or psychological thriller movie is odd in a way, I don't know that you're right. That is that is a good question. I mean, I guess part of the oddness is probably right is probably it being a non English language movie. I want to watch that movie again. It's so good. All of them, <laughs> but most all of the movies. Parasite. No, Get Out. Us. Oh, us was gotcha. us was was as was not as good as Parasite or Get Out, but it was still super entertaining. But Parasite's so good. Anyway. We should really get started on this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I don't think we've ever had that subject matter talked about before. So Yeah, that's true. It, and it wasn't apropos of nothing because it was important. It's very to relevant to the main yeah, part of this relevant. episode. So, anyway, uh, the cold open is going to set up Kenneth and Jenna and then Liz's storylines. Let's hop in. Liz, there's something wrong with Pete. <gasps> oh my God, is he dead? I, I don't know what happened. Kenneth, I need a light bulb replaced in my dressing room. Oh, easy as pie, Ms. Maroney. What could go wrong? Why would I even say that? <laughs> Hey, whatever happened to TiVo? 
Remember we used to fast forward and make that sound? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, and then it'd be all like boom, 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 What's this? the gender-neutral doll I had when I was a kid. And he, she has his, her baseball glove and baby. And both sets of genitals. That was hard to track down today. Almost all of them are in police evidence lockers. So, happy three-month anniversary and happy two-week anniversary of you going to the bathroom when I'm here. You shouldn't be buying me gifts. You should be saving for your business. Oh, I think remembering our anniversary is going to get me some business. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a whole other hand where that came from, big boy. Not my best. Hey, listen, why don't you go in late today, okay? I'll make pancakes with M&Ms in them. Fine, I'll stay. Gah! All right. You want a smiley face? German flag, please. Jordan's comments have angered gay rights groups and are likely annoying his co-workers who thought they'd linger over breakfast this morning, perhaps with a new lover. Wow, that is some detailed reporting, Curry. So there's the big reveal. Liz is a Nazi. All Germans are Nazis? Mm hmm I would disagree with that sentiment, but okay. Moving on. Ah, uh, yeah. I was being facetious. I don't why, why would you ask for the German flag instead of a smiley face? Because she has a lot of German love and heritage. She studied German in college for a set amount of time that I don't remember. She studied abroad. It really does fit the racism angle with Liz Lemon, that she's a Nazi. Anyway. So what was your big reveal? <laughs> it wasn't the Nazism. James Marsden is her secret boyfriend. Again, it's just, it's so brash that it's like, oh, like they didn't build up to it, which I like, uh, part of me likes it because it's not a season strung out of who is it? It's just, boom, a minute 30 into the episode, boom, you know who it is. And it's like, oh, okay. And they have a really good chemistry. They have a really good, like, back and forth. So it, it feels like they would be in a relationship. But I don't know. There's just something. It feels like we missed an episode that revealed him. You know what I mean? Like, well, he's I mean, just I there. They set up the end, at the end of the last episode, and now at the beginning of this episode, they revealed it. So I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, it works, but it's just like, the second episode's where you reveal them. Okay. All right. Why not? No, it's if fine. If you put James just... Marsden as a guest star for the season, then... No, I know, but it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like they could have built it up, and they didn't. And yeah. I'm not mad at it, but at the same time, I kind of expected them to. So I guess I'm mad at my expectations more than anything. So anyway. But yeah, so James Marsden's going to be in the series, uh, spoiler alert, until the end of the show. Uh, but he'll be popping up sporadically. Um, but we'll learn a little bit more about him. But uh, unfortunately, Liz gets some bad news about Tracy. So, yes, yeah, so it's weird that we opened with Kenneth and Jenna's storyline. Again, because like it, it just feels like there's no gravity to it. There's no weight. There's no real... Like, it does pay off because Pete's thing of him waking, waking up in his office with his belt around his neck and his pants down will pay off in the next episode. But it just, like... It's such low stakes that I almost forgot. I mean, did you remember the Pete thing from the cold open by the end of the episode? Uh, no. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. I mean, it does pay off, but it's just like with everything else and the other two storylines go along with it, it's so easy to push it aside and forget about the Kenneth and the Jenna and the Pete Kelsey Grammer storyline. So, yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, after the cold open, as Liz walks to work, she walks, la she walks past the long line of protesters, the very... Uh, as David said, not me. Stereotypical gays. When I say NBC, you say Orange. NBC. Orange. NBC. Orange. Wow. Oh, look at that old bag from TGS. Okay, I am a human being, sir. Oh, you mean my tote bag? Yes, I need a new one. Look, I'm sorry about Tracy. He really is a good person. Do you think I'm pulling this hat off? No! From the top! Oh my god, there you are. 
We're losing sponsors, Liz. Did you know that Snuggles, the fabric softener bear, is gay? Ah. He's dating the Charmin cub. I thought they were babies. Oh. Now Snuggles is outed and the Charmin cub? Just outrageous. How could they do that to those poor babies? Man, is Snuggles still around? That's still, uh, that's still Probably. around. Probably. I feel like I see that logo in the store. Do they still run the ads? I don't see many commercials. I don't know. I feel like probably. I feel like that's one of those enduring brands that like. Did you know that Duracell has a pink bunny as a mascot? And it's been around longer than the Energizer bunny? Oh, I was just about to say, of course I do. But I was wait, that's the Energizer bunny. No, I did not know. It's been around 15 years longer than the Energizer bunny. But like the Duracell bunny is just a bunny. And the Energizer bunny is the one with the drum. I learned that. And yeah, I know for real. I've literally never I've seen never this in my life. I've never seen that thing ever until yesterday, and I was like, "Wait a minute, did they, they?" Because at first I was like, "Wait a minute, when did the Energizer redesign their bunny?" I say, so how did Energizer not only rip them off but also become like the dominant battery bunny? Better marketing, I guess. Wow. Yeah, all I remember, all the ads I remember growing up with Duracell was, ding, ding, doom, and then the battery closes. Like that's I've never seen a bunny in their advertisements until yesterday. Wow. I really learned something. It's weird. I swear I've never seen this Duracell bunny it's character before. It's been around before. longer. That's what's weird to me. That is nuts. I can't believe that there wasn't like a lawsuit or something. Wait, hold on. But Oh, so Energizer created it as a parody. Okay, so in 1973, the bunny was introduced as, a, as to be a one-off character as the drone bunny. Okay. And then so they forgot, why. they trademarked it, but it lapsed, and then Energizer took it up and ran with it. There so, we go. Wow. Okay, well, that makes sense. It started as a parody, and that makes more sense than them just, like, straight up stealing. Try and just, like, rip it off and have their own pink well, battery bunny. I guess Duracell are trying to bring it back now. Oh. Well, that's interesting. So there you go. Um... <laughs> What's your favorite corporate mascot? Oh, the Little Caesars <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to be, right? Caesar. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many mascots. <laughs> I do remember I did have a snuggle bear when I was Aww. a kid, and I think my brother or my sister, one of them, was playing with it and ripped its head off. Oh no! And then my mom sewed it back on, but her sewing skills were. Oh, about man. as competent as the people on Drag Race. So um, the good ones or the bad ones? We'll go in between. And his head ended up falling off again when I was playing. Oh, I mean, it's a bear. It's not doesn't have any feelings or emotions. So it's not a big deal. Anyway, in Tracy's dressing room, Liz is giving him the business. Unbelievable, Tracy. Do you know how many of your hardworking and dedicated coworkers are gay? Him? Him? Her when she's drunk. I genuinely don't know. That one's a puzzler. And why did you have to offend the gay community? It is the most organized of all the communities. They make the Japanese look like the Greeks. How is what I said offensive and that's not? Because no one heard me say it. Look. I need to know what we're apologizing for, Trey. What did you say? Being gay is stupid. If you want to see a penis, take off your pants. If I got turned into a gay, I sit around all day and look at my own junk. Oh my God. First of all, if you got turned into a gay, do you think the people of Raleigh, North Carolina turned Clay Aiken gay? Why not? The Bronx turned me dyslexic. So that scene goes on again, so or it goes on a little bit longer, but uh, we want to interlude real quick with what Tracy actually said during his yeah. stand-up. Because in this episode, that's actually a pretty tame thing to say, and I don't even know if that would actually cause any outrage in real life. Oh, no, what he said in real life was... No, not what he said in real life, but I'm saying what, Tra- what Tracy the character right. says in the show. Like, I actually don't think yeah. that would cause any outrage I mean, I'm like sure if, if he said like, that in real life. But, yeah, it wouldn't be... I don't think yeah. it's protest. I mean, it's a little, like, way. corny, but, like, it's kind of, like, dad jokey groan, yeah, not, like... Not like, ah, yeah. get the pitchforks. And, um, so this is... Some of this is paraphrasing, but um, uh, during a, a bit of a stand-up... Uh, he mentions how he thinks because this again this was an all the time when you know a lot of gay rights were being pushed and, and being approved. Uh, 
he Tracy says he doesn't um, he feels all this gay shit is crazy and that women are a gift from God and that born this way is bullshit gay is a choice and the reason he knows this is because God don't make no mistakes God he said there's no way a woman could love and have sexual desire for another woman that's just a woman pretending because she hates a fucking man um, wait this is a part of a stand-up routine this turned into a rant but it just sounds like yeah it just sounds like a um he said that gay is something kids learn from the media and programming he's now again that's a paraphrase but he also says uh he said that if his son was gay that he better come home and talk to him like a man and not like a gay with a high-pitched voice or he would pull out a knife and stab the little n-word to death tracy said he didn't fucking care if he pissed off some gays because if they can't take i'm sorry if they can take a dick up their ass, they can take a fucking joke. Well, Imagine saying that's that a little more controversial time. than yeah, uh, that's a, that's the Thirty Rock bit... sanitized version. Yeah, it's, I don't think you could say any of that on network. God, that's like the Kevin Hart. I would throw my kid in a trash can or whatever. Didn't he say that like recently? Right? It wasn't. Well, it wasn't no, that it was, recently. It was, it was like it, it came up it because came out, yeah. when he was announced to host the Oscars, it yeah. was brought up and he was not I mean, well that's worse than what kevin hart did like, yeah kevin that, that's hart just actually yeah. trash he yeah. said he'll kill his kid that's so. way worse yeah Yikes. and even if even if it is a joke so it's exaggerated comedy i did the joke is you would kill your kid because they're different right. like that's the punchline which Hilarious. you can't make that joke in any other way other than to be mean because yeah. you can't say that to about a straight person right if my kid came home and liked football yeah. I'd stab them to death? Like, what's the joke? Like, the, there is no joke. That makes no sense. The, the joke of, oh, my kid likes football, is the joke is the setup is you're in a gay family, both of the parents are gay, and you're expecting your kid to also be gay. So the punchline is, oh, they're subverting it because, oh, they like football rather than um, what's a stereotypical gay thing, theater, right? Like, that's the joke. I Well, South Park kind of did that joke once where they were making fun of High School Musical, and in High School Musical he's a basketball player who wants to do like theater but in the south park episode he was a theater kid who wants to play baseball and the father was a theater guy and was like very slap happy slap 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 and he was everything was like to a rhythm it was just so silly and and, like over the top but it's like but that's the joke is right the father is expecting the kid to follow in his father's footsteps and like theater and he doesn't um yeah anyway uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else to say on this? Or? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, uh, so Liz has to now do damage control for the PR nightmare of Tracy's uh, stand-up. Look, you're a public figure, and believe it or not, the dumb things you say may influence or hurt people. You need to apologize. I already called Glad, Liz Lemon. Thank you for calling Glad. Stronger trash bags with less plastic. This is Diane. How may I help you? Hey, Diane. It's Tracy Jordan. Sorry about what I said. Well, okie dokie. It's wrong, Glad, Tracy. Whatever. I'm tired of apologizing all the time for just being myself. Remember when I offended stubborn people? That took forever to sort out. Well, Tracy, I know you don't want me writing an apology for you. That's terrific. Thank you. Ugh. Although I love how it's always justified with, why do I have to apologize for just being me or just saying it like it is? Well, I mean, like, that was well, the whole okay. argument that came in the last few years. Yeah. Of- I mean, it's for like the whole stupid First Amendment, and if you don't like it, it's just a joke. Like that that whole tired defense now is just like, well, because like she said, like if you say something and you're in the public eye, your words do have an effect right. and they have a power. So well, it's like people, I don't know. Some people seem feel like they're seem like they feel entitled to say what they want, but people aren't entitled to like respond to them. You know, what I mean, like yeah, they're a public yeah. figure saying things publicly. Like, why would you not expect to get blowback? And if like you don't agree with it, it's whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I know. It's just, it's, it's just, it just seems like, you know, I mean, can you really be that unself-aware to like say things publicly and, and someone says if someone criticizes you, you know? But I mean, I feel like most famous people in general have to deal with like criticism, like not necessarily that sort of blowback, but just like criticism about like, oh, they're not funny or they they suck. You know what I mean? And so if you have, if you have a thick skin to absorb that sort of thing, like shouldn't you have a thick skin to absorb people? You know what I mean? If you're going to say controversial things, you shouldn't be surprised when people criticize what you say and i've you know what i mean if you want to stand by what you say then whatever but it's like then you can't complain about saying things and then when you you know complain about being held accountable it's like okay well 
if you say those things, stand by those things right. and, in you know, accept the criticism that comes or don't I, say them if you can't handle the criticism. I think it's, it's pretty- a generational shift in that a lot of stand-ups of the 80s and 90s didn't get instant feedback from anyone but their peers. So they didn't have, obviously, a bulletin board or a Twitter or anything where they right. say a thing and then there's immediate feedback. Like, it would take a couple of months or weeks or whatever for them to get that feedback. And now they're in an instance where they can say whatever they want immediately and then also immediately get criticism, feedback, or whatever, and they don't know how to handle it. So their immediate go-to is, oh, it was just a joke, or, oh, no, I didn't mean it. I'm just saying it for a laugh. But now that people can immediately give them feedback, they don't know how to react other than just say, oh, no, it was just a joke. I didn't mean it. But then they're, 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 they have to start realizing that that it has an impact and that it has pull. And, that, and that's part – that's – the fault of our society of allowing celebrities to have impact and have pull and have say over how people can be persuaded that's on us as a culture but at the same time you can't deny the fact that if you're a celebrity you can say things and persuade somebody like that's why the fact like every election you're always going to have celebrities going to be the ones people some people are waiting on bated breath to see who they support because that matters for some reason, which. Well, I don't. I don't know. If that's true. I don't know if. I mean, I. I, I not think, a lot. I think if you follow a certain celebrity, you probably. Know you probably already know, but who still, they would endorse. But I mean, but I think there are people that are so sheepish that. Maybe. They will vote for whatever their favorite celebrity might vote for, or drink. I mean, Maybe, they definitely yeah, will do that. a lot of what their celebrity will do. So politically, they would probably also lean into that as well. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um. But, I'm just, but that just ties into the whole thing of like we as a culture give too much power to people in a celebrity or even I guess political standings that what they say and what they do can be very yeah well powerful. the trend nowadays is people standing politicians like they used to like stand pop stars well people still stand pop stars like that but like basically fandoms have risen up around politicians like they still exist but you know like I don't know like you know, nowadays you have the the, the BTS fan army and mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift fan army and the Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? It's like every, Beyonce, every major pop star has like a fan base. But it's like, you know, five, ten years ago, well, I'd say ten years ago, because five years ago now even that changed. Ten years ago, it was just, you know, like musicians and pop stars and stuff. Like now it's like that same cult of personality has popped up around politicians. And it's like, with pop stars, that's fine. Because if you're arguing over who sold the most records or won the most awards, like, I mean, that's kind of a, I mean... Whatever, do, do, do what your time with you want, but it's like if you're like going into crazy rants about that, like it's ultimately stuff that doesn't really matter. But like when you start bringing that into the political realm, like that's when it's that, that's, I mean, that's right. the outcomes of those things are a lot different than our yeah. sell 11 more albums. Than yeah, I mean, seriously, that's the thing, like that, 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 that like section of the internet, like it's all about like, you know, this person had more hits than the most recent right. hit, and this person hasn't charged in forever. Like, I mean, people like, pull out that stuff all the time but like again like i mean that i mean i don't know i get i mean yeah i mean i a lot of people see that as silly but it's like at the same time again it's like it's a culture it's a right and, and it, it, it's ultimately harm i mean i'll say it's ultimately harmless there's probably people who go overboard and like threaten people in real life just as in any other crazy situation but in general they're arguing about things that mm-hmm. are Every, every meaningful to the meaningful to affect people's lives i guess has that story even the video game industry is yeah. the same way like if a video game comes out and it's super hyped up and it only gets a 90 out of 100 there will be fans that send death threats and yeah. you know uh, review, review bomb games and things like that to to measure out the metrics to make it seem like this game is somehow better than it is even though a lot of times those reviews come out weeks before they'll even have a chance to play it but they will already be saying oh it's the best game ever having never touched it and only seen videos of it yeah, and it's it's just it's absurd. And it's there's like the conspiracy so theories, awful. right? Of they were paid to do exactly. this, and it's they like, but like you you can see the lives. line of those conspiracy theories and how those have infiltrated mm-hmm. like political conspiracy theory discourse. Well, political conspiracies have existed far. They've always existed, obviously, but, but outside just, the margins, like they've become yeah. super mainstreamed. Well, because people were the last couple years, yeah, than they than they previously were. Yeah. Anyway, anywho. Whew, we got a lot to get through. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yikes. So in Liz's office, uh, Jack confronts her about her secret bow. 
Lemon? I'm on top of the Tracy thing. I just spoke to him. Uh, actually, I want to talk to you about something else. Because of my unfortunate situation with Avery, I'm alone. And I know, of course, that you're not seeing anyone. Therefore, I've decided that you and I should become friends with benefits. No, thank you, please. Aha! The only reason you would reject that offer is if you had a secret boyfriend. Right. That's the only reason. I saw you, Lemon, at the movies last night with your mouth on a man. Why would you keep this from me after all of our time together? This is hurtful, Elizabeth. What's his name? I don't want to tell you. Why? Is it a stupid name like Dakota or Barack? His name is Chris, and I'm sorry, but for my own and reason... And Chris is spelled... No H and two S's. That! Right there! That's why I didn't want to tell you, because I knew you wouldn't approve of him. Why? What does he do for a living? Chris is trying you to... You can stop right there. He's an entrepreneur. He's currently meeting with investors in the hopes of starting an organic gourmet hot dog truck. I mean, I have said good God to you before, but I don't think I've ever meant it until now. Good God! Where does this person live? Don't worry about it. How bad can it be? Jersey City? His parents' apartment? It's not a walk-up, is it? He's actually been living with me for the past month. Ah! No, I am not engaging. I am not inviting input, Jack, because Chris is different. How is he different? Well, that's just a stupid question. I mean, I'm more relaxed around him. My jaw stopped popping. Listen. And for once, I'm not overthinking everything, which is why I don't want you in my head. Ah, uh, but I'm already in your head, Lemon. The fact that you felt you had to keep Chris, and I'm saying his name with an H and only one S, the fact that you kept him from me simply proves that it doesn't matter whether I meet him or not. You already know what I would say, and you know I'm right. I'm ignoring you. You're not here. Who's not here, Liz? I don't know, Liz. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. So I might as well meet him and get it over with. I'll probably love him. After all, we're both Princeton men. Princeton? No. Chris went to... No! I am on to you. I am not going to talk about him. You can't keep me out. He almost he got her, rather. She got wise to his mind games in the yeah, end. Really quickly, yep. So back in the writer's room, uh, Liz's apology is already running on uh, the news stations. And unfortunately, Tracy's not too fond of it. A statement from TGS head writer Elizabeth Lemon adding... <gasps> I gotta get a real headshot. Tracy's co-workers are gratified that he has apologized for his remarks. The man we know is not capable of hate. He's just an idiot who doesn't know what he's saying. In other news, after lots of hype... And, and now I am headed home for a nooner, which is what I call having pancakes for lunch. Liz Lemon, did you just call me an idiot on this TV? Yeah, but... And what exactly is that supposed to mean? It means you're someone who should know better, but you constantly do stupid things. How dare you? I am nonplussed, and that is the correct usage. You have offended and humiliated me. Well, maybe now you know how gay people felt when you suggested that they sit around all day and look at their own junk. Wait, why don't they do that? Okay, you're right, LL. I do get how they felt. Insulted marginalized and outraged, which is why I'm going to do exactly what they did and organize a protest of this network. A protest by whom? By idiots! Ugh, what an idiot. I mean, Liz isn't exactly in the right in that her apology did ins include insulting him by calling him an idiot. Right. And it's also in the in the previous scene when she was in his dressing room, she straight up called him dumb and said, when you do dumb things or you say dumb things, she's only adding more fuel to the fire. She's not wrong. I mean, what he did say was dumb and offensive and hurtful and mean, but she should have put that in the, the apology to the press because it only makes her look bad too. So she doesn't really come off looking super great. She still looks better than Tracy yeah. by comparison, but she still is like, she could have just taken that one little thing yeah. out. Well, I mean, one of the subversive things in this episode is Liz is, is chiding him for his comments at the same time, like she makes the, com the, the racist comment about making Japanese people look like Greeks and like that thing. So it's kind of poking fun at her taking the moral high ground on one issue but like also say, also saying these offensive things and like you know hand waving by saying it's not offensive because no one else heard it, it said right. it you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of just poking fun at people yeah. who like do take outrage and also like you know maybe hypocritically make 
other statements to right. that without thinking about it or whatever. Yeah. So that is kind of like a clever, like you know, thing that, that this yeah. episode's doing. So we're cutting some stuff for time. Um, we are most, mostly cutting the Kenneth and Jenna storyline just for for sake of time, uh, as well as just some other scenes. Uh, so while at lunch uh, at her nooner with Chris, uh, a figment of Jack sort of pops into the room is as a rep- obviously a very on the nose representation of him being in her head of him criticizing the smaller things about Chris that the fact that he has a, what, a sunglass hut credit card uh, he's yeah. one whole punch away from a free muffin just like small things like that would that arguably would probably bother Liz in a boyfriend but she's either glossed over or didn't know or anything like that well no she would have to know him because if she's projecting him it's things that she knows because yeah. he wouldn't be. anyway um, so he's already in her head. But meanwhile, back at TGS, the idiots have uh, all lined up to protest NBC with special guest protester Denise Richards, who gets a round of applause for some reason. <laughs> The so-called idiot community will not be silenced. For God's sake, Tracy. We are legion. We are America. Frag guys, DJs, loudmouth old bitches, investment bankers, the tramp stamp, parrot heads, anti-vaccination crusaders, and people who won't shut up about scuba diving. It's a whole nother world down there. And our celebrity spokesperson, actress Denise Richards. That's right. I'm an idiot. Surprised? Well, I am. For all intensive purposes. Our community is mobilized now, LL. And we're not leaving until we're heard. You can't ignore us, Liz Lemon. We will be out here every day misremembering movie quotes. Because as Braveheart said, you can take our freedom unless you take our lives. Remember when the anti-vaccination movement was mostly made fun of as being fringe weirdos and how much that's changed in 10 years compared to those other conspiracy theory things yeah. that were brought up? No, I, I, I forgot they made that joke about yeah. anti-vax people and now you can't escape it. Yikes. It's just interesting. They're like, like, I don't know, they get a time, you know what I mean? Like all those things seem silly. as silly now as they did then, but it's like that one... Managed to go in the opposite Some direction in 10 years. I wonder how that happened. Yeah, again, just I think it's a matter of the culture of people in power. Yeah, no, I'm being facetious. No. <laughs> Sorry, but finish. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, finish. You can finish what you're saying. No, you shut me down. Go on with your little thing. No, finish what you're No, I, mean. I was just going to, I mean, I was going to reiterate the whole thing about uh, because people in power, celebrities, Jenny McCarthy obviously was a big name in it, but other people have I mean, also latched onto I mean, it. And well, social have, media is continue spreading the, the lies of big rise vaccinations and all that stuff. So, so as we were talking a minute ago about how Tracy's um, storyline was inspired by real life, and I, in a way, I think that the quote unquote apology that Lizanne writes is modeled on the actual apology that Tina Fey wrote. Um, after the comments came to light, because this was this was the what she wrote. I'm glad to hear Tracy apologize for his comments. Stand-up comics may have the right to work out their material in its ugliest and rawest form in front of an audience, but the violent imagery of Tracy's rant was disturbing to me at a time when homophobic hate crimes continue to be a life-threatening issue for the GLBT community. It also doesn't line up with the Tracy Morgan I know, who is not a hateful man and is generally much too sleepy and self-centered to ever hurt another person. So I'm pretty sure that's where the uh, the idiot part of it came from. Then it finishes with, I hope for his sake that Tracy's apology will be accepted as sincere by his gay and lesbian co-workers at 30 Rock, without whom Tracy would not have lines to say, clothes to wear, sets to stand on, seen partners to act with, or a printed out paycheck from accounting to put it in his pocket. So, most of it's good, but That's the middle part of that... Yeah. The too sleepy kind of borders on, like, lazy, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, uh. So clearly there must have been some internal blowback that they were making fun of with, with the he's too much of an idiot reference. Yeah. But I think that goes, to, uh, that goes to your point of the fact that even while she's 
deriding him and saying you shouldn't you shouldn't say terrible things about people she's still being like yeah on her pedestal talking down to someone and making snide remarks about well this is real like tina fey not just right yeah so clearly she's not acting that much she's well i mean hopefully it's exaggerated because if tina fey actually has all those traits of lemon then that's (laughs) yikes so while jack decides to give up on pursuing this whole mystery of chris or does he Liz learns who actually does make up the main demographics of TGS and why they're so important. I would, however, like to ask you why Tracy is outside cursing this network on a megaphone. It's a good one, Jack. Tracy has organized a protest of NBC by his fellow idiots. Hey, what? No, 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 no. We need idiots. You certainly need idiots. Who do you think is watching your show? Funky tastemakers? Black nerds, jet blue passengers who fall asleep with the TV on, pets whose owners have died, and uh, idiots. You need to fix this. I don't know what to say to those people. You wrote, remember to DVR Kendra on your hand. I think you can handle it. Ah, no! Damn it! Now I gotta pray for a marathon! I have to say, that was a, Kendra was a throwback reference, but it's funny, so I googled it, and she was on the, the Hugh Hefner reality show on mm-hmm. E! a while ago. She was one of the living girlfriends, and then Kendra was her own spinoff show once, I guess, she broke up with Hugh Hefner. But it's funny, because in a way, they were one... That was one of the original, like, of the current trend of that sort of reality show, and I guess they've been really forgotten, because I just... That reference totally blew by me until I searched for it. Yeah, no, it's... For, I mean, I didn't get the reference. I just assumed it was a... Um, I don't, I, I don't even, like, even when watching this in its original airing, I was like, I don't know. I assumed it was probably something like a reality show, but yeah, it was, like, not enough of a curiosity that I would even Google it, because I was just like, I don't, I don't even want to know what this is. Yeah. But it also feeds into the hypocrisy of Liz Lemon and that we know she hates reality TV. She thinks it's terrible, but there's just been multiple instances of her still secretly watching them and knowing all the details about them. Of Yeah. Yeah. Well, and plus it... Um, it's funny because Liz likes to think of herself as like a smart cultured person and like human says you know funky tastemakers but it's like nope the main audience for TGS is idiots right. so it's not like you're producing that 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 high culture whatever yeah I mean like we've seen, we've seen what TGS produces right. and it's not anything intellectual in any means which that that's obviously relative that can mean whatever but you know like, I think, I don't know, I've never seen a single episode of it, but something like, I look at something like Downton Abbey, and I'm not going to say that's an intellectual show, but I'm going to say, like, that's a show that's a little bit more, I think the taste level of the viewers are probably going to be a little bit different than the people that watch, like, SNL, if that makes sense, or that watch something like TV. I'm, I'm sure Actually, there's I think there's probably a good amount of Downton Abbey mm-hmm. SNL overlap, because I feel like there's a bunch of, like, quote-unquote trendy, like, not that SNL is a trendy show, but like, oh, I mean, there are a lot of people our age that yeah. did watch Downton Abbey, but yeah. I just feel like what that what the show puts out versus like something like an SNL puts out, like yeah. you're not I expecting mean, to track the same yeah. demographics, but if you do, bonus. But they're two different types of shows entirely. Yeah, well, Downton Abbey was PBS, so probably a lot of over over seventy. Right. Yeah, they were expecting <laughs> you know again the same people that didn't yeah. watch SNL to be watching. Whose who's bedtime before SNL, they were already asleep before hours. Oh, is that mean against old people? Oh, God, I hope I never go to bed at 7.30. Unless, like, I'm just really tired. I mean, I they say as you get... Night, but, yeah. like, I don't want that to become my normal bedtime. Like, they say as you get older, you need less sleep, so... Oh, that'd be nice. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to bed at, like, midnight and being able to wake up at, like, 6 or 7 and, and feel, feel totally... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, we come up on our closing moments, uh, our closing scene. Uh, Liz and Chris are having a um, well first Liz makes a phone call to Tracy uh, to apologize uh, and then her and Chris have a uh, a webcam a zoom before zoom was a thing I don't want to say conversation but I guess a, a, a web call yeah. um, and Chris has a lot of really good news hi this is Tracy's cell phone dot com hold the steering wheel I gotta leave my outgoing message what I just hit was that a person is that pain or blood this did not happen. We take this to our grave. Tracy, uh, this is Liz. Please call my office. My extension, as you have pointed out, spells anus with an I. 
Hey, what's up? What time you coming home? Because I'm taking you out to dinner. What? I called Sunglass Hut and got my credit limit raised to $80. Plus, they told me I needed 5,000 more shades, points to get free lens wipes, and I haven't even gotten to the good news yet. That's all awesome. What happened? I got an investor for the truck. I went over my whole business plan. Guy gave me 10 grand. Oh, my God. Okay, if you got it in cash, we can spread the money out on the bed and kiss on top of it, but nothing more. And I have a cold sore. Damn it. No, it's a check. But look at it. It's beautiful. It's him. Not cool. So... Is Chris illiterate? Because if you got a check from someone and they wrote, I used your bathroom on the memo, would you be concerned? Well, if you got a check for $10,000, would you check the memo? Yes. Oh, I mean, you couldn't help but see it. Well, it's I guess there. I, I guess I'm just, an idiot. The whole check, I mean, the whole check is there in yeah, front of you. No, I know. It's... No, I mean, I know. But it's just like it's just like silly that it's like, I mean, it's I mean, kind of hard riding, to miss. He's riding high on his new credit. That's true. That's true. He's five thousand some points away from Flint, from lens wipes, and he just got ten thousand dollars. That is true. He that's you see the track. He just have a dollar figure. You would miss the small detail. I think. I think. Also, is sunglass sunglasses? Is is it cheap sunglasses or something? Because like some sunglasses are super expensive, so it's like eighty dollars wouldn't even cover. So. I literally never set foot in. A sunglass I haven't either. Outside, but it, the, but it's like it's it got to be like a place for cheap sunglasses, right? Otherwise, well, I mean, they're a sense. corporation, so I imagine they probably. Do mid-range pricing tiers because they're not going to overprice, but they're not going to sell shitty ones either. So they, I say they probably range thirty to fifty dollars. Huh. I didn't think Tell that was going to happen. Not. Actually, at least until after years. he must have been tweeting more nonsense today. Then no. Um, well, I mean, these aren't more. These are more than eighty dollars. Why the fuck would you pay a hundred dollars for sunglasses? Aren't like the most like nice ones like five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred? That's I don't know. fucking stupid. Yeah, you can't wear them depending on the part of the world you're in half the year anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we don't need to get a rant on. That's fucking dumb. Sunglass prices, but anyway, I still do love the concept of having his credit card limit raised to eighty dollars at sunglasses. And- and they live in New York, so I don't imagine they'd be able to go anywhere too fancy for an $80 budget. I don't know. Maybe, they, I don't know. They seem snazz. Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Frugal. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. It just seems like $80 is a lot of money at the same time. Yeah. Dining in New York, maybe not so much. Right. Uh, but I mean, it, it's a good, I mean, we don't see enough of Chris to really get much of his character yet. So we can see him as a, an upbeat sort of struggling but still staying positive he's he's almost sort of reminiscent of kenneth where he doesn't really seem to let the small things bother him or anything like he's just saying he just kind of goes along with the flow yeah so we'll get this that's i think another thing with his character introduction is we don't really learn too much about him other than he's just kind of like coasting through life which i'm trying to remember if we learn out much of his backstory i don't know if we actually do like where he came from and how he ended up in New York and things like that. Not that it matters, we'll but at the same it. time, I'm trying to remember. But I guess we'll just have to stay tuned to find out. But uh, any, anything else before we say I do? Well, should we sum up the yeah, yeah. storyline quick since oh, we yeah, skipped yeah, over yeah. a lot of it? Yeah, so again, we, we skipped a lot of that. Um, so the, where we last left them off, uh, they broke into the, um, the lighting, or I guess the storage Source room, closet, yeah. storage closet. Uh, Kenneth broke a bunch of the bulbs that Jenna requested, and they all have mercury inside, so they're all leaking mercury fumes into the closet's closed space. They get out to, jeez, we really did miss a lot. So they leave the storage closet to clean it, to grab trash bags to clean it up, and then we learn that Pete, since the issue with Liz and Tracy is going to basically leave the writer's room empty and not have them working, besides he's just going to take off and get drunk in the storage room and pass out. Uh, so he goes in there and with the mix of his scotch and the mercury fumes passes out. Jenna and Kenneth think he's dead and they call him a cleaner who is Kelsey Grammer to help figure out. So the best friend, the best friends gang is back in action, but we'll see more of that in the next episode. Whew. That was a lot. <laughs> like that, that, that is a deeper story than it really needed to be, but also like so unimportant that it's like, it's easy to cut. But yeah. Why is Kelsey Grammer there? He doesn't need to be there. 
Also, there was a cute reference to Jenna starring in the Trivial Pursuit the Musical, which was on the Chiron at the movie theater at the end of last episode. they're keeping the jokes going. Um, But also, apparently, she was there when Phil Spector killed a bunch of people. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. She had to help him clean up so they could get back to recording her album. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's in prison, right? I believe so. I think he is. I I mean, it's probably like a white-collar prison, but... I mean, I don't know. He it was it was a pretty violent crime, so it might not be the same. Like, yeah, but he's rich. Rich people don't go to the same prisons. Uh, but I feel like if no, you do, very rich. violent murders. Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's in the California healthcare facility in Stockton. With he's not eligible for parole until twenty twenty five. He was yeah. in, oh he was given in two thousand nine nineteen years to life sentence eligible for parole starting in twenty twenty five. So that's Phil Spector. He'll probably die in prison. I guess Jenna didn't help him clean up enough. Well, she got out of it. She cleaned up enough for herself now. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. All right. So the closing uh, the closing credits scene is this very Bond-theme-inspired uh, presentation for Kelsey Grammer. Not for a movie, not for a TV show. Literally, it's just for Kelsey Grammer. It's so weird. Um, but it's also like by the end of it, he's kind of over it. So he's just kind of like shrugging his shoulders and is like, why is this still going on? It's funny, but it's mostly visual. Well, it's definitely all visual jokes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so this sets up uh, the next part, uh, next week's episode, in Idiots Are People 3. Idiots Are People 3? Yeah. Which I think that's kind of a funny yeah. joke on the whole title. Yeah. Final thoughts on P- P- yeah. Idiots Are People 2, before we say adieu. That's a rhyme. You're welcome. What happened to Idiots Are People 1? That was last week's episode. Oh. Uh, um, yes, like I said at the beginning, solid episode. Um, not like, yeah, not super amazing, but also not, yeah. not that bad either. So. No, it's not bad. I do think the Jenna and Kenneth storyline is just so it is little, yeah. forgettable and, like you said, superfluous that it's just like we could have done without it and devoted more time to the Tracy and Liz storylines. But um, I think they'll get a little bit more interesting in the next episode, so we'll just have to stay tuned. Otherwise, got nothing else to say. Nope. nope. Let's uh-huh. hop out. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 106, season 6, episode 3, entitled Idiots Are People 3, where, as you can imagine, this is a direct continuation of this episode. Uh, what's going to happen? David, take us out. See you next time. Kiss will make you certain of the one name you'll be blurting during love making. Kelsey, Kelsey. One touch and you're not caring how much you paid repairing that china hutch that you kicked down the stairs during love making. Thanks to Kelsey, his name is Kelsey, his friends call him Kelsey. Or sometimes just kills. His name is Kelsey, he's very wealthy, he doesn't have to be doing this. Hi, this is Tracy's cell phone. Dotcom, hold the steering wheel. I gotta leave my outgoing message. What I just hit? Was that a person? Is that pain or blood? Dotcom, this did not happen. We take this to our grave!